1: Welcome to Inside the Comedian with me, David Reed. Hello. Hello. David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I, I just thought that as you're going to get a glimpse behind the curtain of my life, I should come on stage from behind a curtain. Wow. <laughs> you, you made the, the abstract real. Uh, and, and In many ways, bridge the gap between creativity and dullards, which is... <laughs> It's like it's, it's just habit to you now. I don't understand any metaverse. I take them all literally. So Fantastic. Glimpse behind the curtain. I'm like, oh, I better come out from behind the curtain. Right. Glimpsing like a motherfucker. Um, David O'Doherty, thank you for coming on the show. Um, uh, live at the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, there's no enthusiasm left. It's far, too, it's far too... Thank you, thank you, but don't patronise me. Um, now, I read somewhere, that, um, to talk about your career, if we may, that uh, you never really wanted to be a comedian. Is that right? Not particularly. Right. So what did you want to be when you were younger? I mean, I had uh, other hopes and dreams. Uh, Professional sport being... Uh, Any sport? Just... Professional cycling. Cycling? In particular. Right. But the cycling didn't work out. Why was that? Um, Genetics, uh, performance enhancing drugs. Right. I didn't... I I chose not to dabble from an early age. Foolish mistake. Um, And I didn't have a bike. That was the main thing. They frown on that these days, don't they? <laughs> I had the gear, a lot of the gear, you know what I mean? The shorts, sure. where I'd cut the trousers in half yep. and just, just stand Which there. Which way did you cut them in half? Because that's an important distinction. Ah, well, right well that's the other problem. Right. Just cabs were covered
2: right. then. <laughs>
1: That's going to chafe a bit, isn't it? Especially without a bike, <laughs> just sprinting up those Maritime Alps. Right, uh, but to compete, you still have to do the leg action, don't you? Uh, of of riding a bike, even if you haven't brought one. Exactly. So, um, what what what? I I had a horse for a while, so right. I painted a picture of a bike on the side of that. House. And how far did you get in that? It was what well, in that on that? <laughs> if you ride a horse, it's it's definitely on. Don't. <laughs> Don't ever try and win the Grand National in a horse. But one thing, it slows it down. The horse is very uncomfortable. The horse was on drugs, so that, well, I, at I, least one of you was. I was thrown out of the race for R- for that. Then well, that's a shame. And, and so and so, you found comedy. Is that is that from from your your failure as a cyclist? Uh, from a variety of, of failures, uh, temping. I did temping for temping. a long time, and then the problem, uh, you know, or the the thing about temping is it's so awful someone goes do you want a small sum of money to do a gig that will go really badly and mm. you're like that is better than stapling these things to right. these other things uh, at least the hatred of an audience will acknowledge I'm there uh, but, but you, you you did become a comedian uh, thank you I think yes um, I think that's right yes that's right um, and uh, the world's a better place for it, frankly. Um, how would you describe your act for anyone who, uh, who doesn't care to see it? Well, it's a difficult thing because it doesn't sound very impressive. Right. And I try to describe what it is. Okay. Which is a, um, a, a slightly overweight man yes. comes on stage. Is that you? No. Right. <laughs> That's my father who right. introduces me at, at all the gigs. Right. And then um, and I come on, and then uh, I uh, play an instrument. Then. What instrument do you play? What instrument would you say I play? Uh, well, I, I have you down as a sort of trombone man. <laughs> Very true. A lot, lot of hand action. Yeah, and I mean, uh, at the time, there weren't many people tromboning at boning in comedy. as Boning is... And so because the difficulty is to sustain the note you then have to shout the punchline through the mouthpiece. Right.
2: (laughs) So And it's got a long way to travel with a (laughs)
1: drum. Yeah. So the audience is hearing what you said a, a minute ago. Right. depends how long the coil is yeah. on the trombone. Well, because people don't know this, but it does take um, a minute for a note to get through a trombone, <laughs> which is why uh, the conductor has to have one arm just for the trombones, just Because they're on a completely different well, time to everybody else. Well, I actually had a trombone where the tube was so long, you this is why it was difficult to do topical material right? because the stuff I'd be saying, so I'd be like they're, they're never going to vote for Brexit you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then people were like it was a month ago. It had happened. Yeah. Presumably it's why your father went on up top so you could start backstage so were, something actually came out when you walked on. Yeah it's like the way when you see a star in the sky right. a lot of the time that's a, a space station that uh, blew up in the 80s But I, I've read that yes. I've read that. Most stars in the sky are space stations blowing up in the 80s <laughs> most of them are but it's funny because soon all of the 80s space stations will have blown up and the sky will just be, be black just be black like, like that curtain behind you that will be like oh my bl- god yeah like people you know starry starry night the song yes that people won't understand you'll have to explain it to people what are you all about like coopering you know right right which is making barrels if anyone was confused <laughs> confused by that reference David O'Doherty, you, you've made a lot of, uh, of fringe shows that you've brought to Edinburgh over the years. And, and what, making, what, what um, keeps you creating new shows year on year instead of just sort of bringing a best of and then trying out some sort of lazy chat show format?
2: <laughs>
1: I guess the, um, the ideas, mm. just I keep uh, having these dreams. Most of my shows come fully formed as a dream wow and so I need to take notes during the dream which would wake you up presumably oh yeah maybe they're not dreams <laughs> no, I, th- I think those are dreams so it's late at night yes. and I'm lying in bed right. with my eyes shut and my, my, a pen in my hand right and I'm just scrawling stuff you could probably sleep right I think so it m- you might be in a dream are your dreams always sort of 55 uh, minutes to an hour long <laughs> they are actually yeah. Oh, really? and then I don't read it back I just go out on the first night and I just oh, oh, take it out and just start reading from the sheets right and that's um, yeah that's that's been the, the way so far so they, they no, never there's an old saying in my family never go and see David's show for the first three and a half weeks <laughs> Cause it's garbage right just how old is that saying that's from this year. That's from this yeah. year. What I'm saying is the last bit of the fringe that we're going into now, yes. the show will be okay. It'll be fine. But it's been a catastrophe. Have you basically last... had to shed all of the stuff that was dreams and then sort of just add stuff that's material? It's funny now that you mention it, that it has been the sequence this right. year. So do you think maybe that the, the just bringing your dreams is maybe getting in the way somewhat? Well, I mean, you have to follow your dreams. <laughs> You do, I think, I think we're, this is you having trouble with metaphors again. Um, that, it doesn't mean your dreams are literally a to-do list. Oh, you, so you don't have to do exactly what happens in a dream the next day, then. No, no. Um, you uh, were a contemporary of some really huge stars of, of, uh, of, of film and television these days. Um, Thank you. What are you still doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it's true Andre Ryu has moved on huge huge star he, he started in a 20 seater in the Gilded Balloon right. here in Edinburgh and how many women did he have in his orchestra back then uh, well that's the, that was a mistake with Ryu right uh, is that he always had the same sized orchestra so right. he'd be playing a 30 seater and he had a 96 piece Viennese orchestra. Right. So he used to get his returns from, at the end of the festival. He'd be like, like it was full every night. Every night. And, uh, but it was all complimentary tickets. Because they're in the show. Because they're in... The, yeah, exactly. Right. You, you can't charge your own... There's a saying in my family. Yes. You can't charge... I, it's not an old saying. Your own... orchestra. Yeah, that's, that one finally does go back. That was from last year. Right. Uh, you, you can't charge your own orchestra, orchestra... into a gig in a 40-seater. Right. So uh, that was Ryu's mistake. But, uh, but I mean, it, it's worked out for him ultimately because, you know, he's, he's, he's a huge star now. He's, he was playing the long game. Right, and that's what I'm playing as well because in from his first Edinburgh show was 1999. Yes, and he now plays Festspielhalle uh, in Dortmund. Right. Which is, is 6,000 Is that where you're aiming for, ultimately, you think, with your trombone-based act? Yeah, I, I, I'm taking a slightly longer route around the houses though, right. And uh, But ultimately, you'll, you'll make some uh, some decent money out of that if you don't have a, a Viennese orchestra with you. If it's just you and your trombone and, and your dad, who presumably <laughs> drives you there? I don't know.
2: Well, it
1: presumably doesn't cost that much. You obviously... I mean, with respect, you haven't seen my show this year. I haven't, no. There's a Viennese orchestra. You know the way every year in Edinburgh there's a theme? Yes. You know what I mean? so one year it'll be, uh, you know, everyone have a show about being firemen or whatever. Right. and uh, another year... Everyone's talking about... Um, drowning and in dogs. Drowning in dogs. And then another one, it's feminism. And then another one, it's like chaffinches. And- yeah. <laughs> and whereas this year, everyone's got a Viennese orchestra. That's right, they do. So, um, yeah, which, which uh, it's been good for the string... Players of Vienna. Right. Well, but they're nearly all here this month. <laughs> they are I here. mean, Vienna is silent in August. There now. isn't a powdered wig left in that town. No. <laughs> no. David O'Doherty, you're, you're also a published uh, children's author, aren't you? Uh, now, I, as, as far as I can tell, most children's books are about like a, a mouse or a rabbit or, or a dinosaur uh, looking for a ball or a parent or a jeep, and, and so. <laughs> How do you get excited enough to write about something so intrinsically banal? <laughs> how, how do you go? That's a good idea for a kid's book. So, I uh, choose to. I find an old book. Right. That no one remembers. Like. Um, well, you find the it in, Old Testament. In a in a sec. In a no. People no. People, people do remember. Do they? It. Okay. Well, they remember they remember the stars. I just remembered it then. So I, you're right. <laughs> um, and so I find a. Uh, an, an old book that nobody remembers. Right. Um, and then what I do is I write my own name. I scratch out the... I found this book called Dangerous Everywhere. Right. And, uh, which was a, a Victorian children's book. Right. And I crossed out the names of the vicars that wrote it. Right. Wrote my own name in and have recently published that so you just hand that into the publishers and they what they photocopy it they photocopy it they they say can we have do you you have the word document and you just say here's the actual book right (laughs) and they go oh even better yeah the printers love it when we just hand them a book. They they 3D print it. right
2: uh,
1: with my own with my new name on it right, and then uh, kids read it. And then the problem is a lot of the the references are very Victorian. Right, these are generally old books that I'm robbing. Sure. At the moment. Uh, do you read the books before you do this so you know what what you're in for? Uh, you get the gist of it. Right. But then when it's published, they make you then take it around schools and read it. Right. And that's uh, that's difficult in it when there's um, you know, a lot of uh, quite racist stuff in them there, <laughs> But, you know, you do, you do what you have to do. But generally, kids don't listen anyway. No, so no. It's, so it's, it's fine. It's fine if you're just yeah. sort of passing on some Victorian views. Yeah. Do, do you tend to add illustrations into these books at all? Because kids quite like illustrations in their books. Kids don't like illustrations. Oh, do they not? No, no. It's, a, it's a popular myth. You know, the whole picture books thing, that kids are looking at the pictures. Yes. They're not. Right. They're uh, just fantasizing about being asleep. And uh, most, a lot of people read picture books to kids, but they just they, they think it's for you. Right. They think, like, why are you showing me these basic pictures? <laughs> um, so let's just hurry up and uh, have your fun and so I can nod off. Right. So uh, if there are pictures in these books, I usually take them out. Uh, Very simple. just solid text. Yes. Yes. My daughter certainly loves dry prose. Um, she's nearly two now and absolutely, absolutely laps it up. Uh, the smaller the font, the better. Really. See, but you have to look out because the mistake is if you take a book that you don't think is well known. Yes. But it turns out that I, I, I did one. It's on a book. It was a play called King Lear. <laughs> I know that one yeah yeah, yeah A lot. Yeah. Of it turns out a lot of people do right and, and so I, David O'Doherty's King Lear how did that go down so I would perform it in the schools right the, I'd pick the most exciting I'd be raving in a storm right and it, the problem is I took that literally then and you were just dance music dance music <laughs> on ecstasy yeah in a primary school at half nine in the morning pretending to be a mad old king <laughs> yeah talking to his three daughters yeah, right? yeah, yeah. did you play all the daughters, uh, I'd get people up from the audience for that. Then right, just and shriek then, at them. The audience, the kids, the, yeah, yeah the small I'd, kids. I'd get the kids up, and then I to get them in the mood. I'd sometimes give them a little bit of the old drugs. Wow, and yeah, that's where that, that yeah that didn't go well. That tour. That that's that's is that when your uh, your publishing career ended? Really, was the giving E to kids during your King Lear tour? <laughs> It's hard to come back from that. It is hard to come back. Roald Dahl did. He did, famously. Famously. I uh... mean, he he had a very similar method to you, you know, uh, passing on some rather Victorian views about certain races and stuff. There you go. When this podcast comes out, I may not retweet it. If you'd like to see the next series of Inside the Comedian recorded live then we have a monthly residency at King's Place Theatre in London. For full details, go to mrdavidread.com.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: I read somewhere that you are an expert on the natural world. Is that correct? Yes, I am. The, the, no, I, I, do you get a lot of uh, sort of academics and uh, conservationists calling you up for advice and stuff? Yeah, I'm usually... Because uh, the, the big issue now is... Well, it's a magazine. It's a magazine. Shilled <laughs> uh, by the homeless on our, on our streets. Yes. <laughs> what, what, what's... Well, chilled, what, is disrespectful? shilled disrespectful? Yeah. yeah I, sold. It's sold. Sold. Hmm. Um, well, uh, so uh, Blue Planet yes. 4 is coming up. Right. Uh, probably after 2 and 3. But yes, yes. But they're skipping those. They're skipping those. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because uh, Attenborough has gone mad. He has. <laughs> it, it's a sort of open secret at the BBC. Attenborough has lost his mind. But, but he's kept all his power. Right. So he's, he's like, like some, some crazy old emperor now at yeah. the BBC. <laughs> so Blue Planet 4 is is what we're doing, right. and he's not going near water for it. <laughs> which is really, really weird. So what, are they going to fake it, or is he just going to talk about like, um, skinks and geckos and stuff and pretend that they're fish? I mean, what's, what, how's he going to do it? Well, this is where he's consulting me. Right. Because he's approached me and he said, what animals haven't we done? Right. And so I have been sent out to try and find fresh animals That Attenborough has never spoken about. Yes. Any luck? No. Right. So what I'm going to do is just attach animals to other animals and pass them off as actual animals. Discovering new species of some kind of horse on the back of a pig. (laughs) Yes. Right. A a hig. A hig? Yeah. Or a horse. No, yeah. It's Higgs. Higgs better. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what other what animals on the back of another animal have you got lined up? So, I got a centipede. Yes. And I got another centipede. Right. And a third centipede. That. And I've, I've sewn them all together. Right. And it's called the Centipede Centipede. I can imagine that. Yeah. So, so when, the, when the, the first centipede eats, what, does it just go all the way down the line? It goes straight down. So, so what we have is a 300-pede yes. to give it its full. Right. So it's, it's 30% of the length of a millipede. Sure. Uh, that's, that's how you know you're dealing with the right size. Yes. And, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the middle one, not happy, to be honest. No, it's, it's got not the bum deal but it's got a raw deal hasn't it I mean it's yeah at both ends but the back one I've actually put facing out so there's there's right so which makes life even worse for the one in the middle because they're both shitting into the one in the middle and it's shitting into the anus of one of them Whilst no. showing down on the other. It's just, it's just getting bigger. Wow. It's getting bigger. So it's a it's a, a sh- it's like a snail right. in many ways. It's floating. A, a snail with the house in the middle as opposed to on the back. There. On the back, yeah. But, uh, Attenborough. Yeah, and what does he make of this 300p uh, that you've uh, brought blah, him? Blah, blah. We'll have that. Oh, I'll have that, mate. That's what he said. Everyone does an Attenborough. <laughs> One of the most recognizable voices in
2: television.
1: <laughs> I knew we'd get it get there eventually, but but so is but that's going well, is it? Is that that's no, it's no. going really badly. <laughs> really,
2: I wasn't, wasn't really. going to say, but
1: um, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'll I'll, I'll try and find some of the Scottish animals while I'm here, yeah, then, and uh, some of the, the city animals. Then, well, I've seen I've seen pigeons, I've seen a fox yeah um I was followed home by a fox the other night yeah um see it a fission? a fidgeon yeah <laughs> i mean it's a very ba- it's a flying fox right which was already a plane and a bat, but I've decided to make it more literally right it's just I've taped. A hundred pigeons to Yeah, I was going to say, one pigeon isn't going to make that <laughs> yeah. fox fly. No, it's going to take quite a few terrified pigeons to lift that fox off the ground. And none of them are that into it, to be right. honest. <laughs> and presumably the fox is trying to eat them over its shoulders as it flies through the air, which is it's foolhardy, to be honest, because they're the only thing keeping it aloft. It's a lot of gaff as well gaff is I choose to work in gaff gaff uh, gaffer gaff tape. Gaff tape. Gaff tape yeah gaff, gaff you is call is it gaff call in the biz it. in the biz we call it gaff because we simply don't have time <laughs> uh, it's also a Scottish term for the place where you live Then is that right yeah you're gaff they've got a they've got a term for where I live <laughs> how often do they talk about me <laughs> Bizarre things you find out on this program. So I, I've, David, I, I've, I've uh, asked uh, the fans of Inside the Comedian on Twitter if they have any questions for you. I was hoping I could just run a few of these past you. Great. If, if you don't mind connecting with the fans. They really enjoy it. Um, they don't want to just consume things blindly anymore. Um, what so, do most people do while they're listening to this podcast? Have you ever carried out that survey? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, most are uh, driving to their deaths over a cliff. It's... <laughs> It's a very popular last twenty minutes of someone's I have, life. I have heard that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, that silence there must be as the vehicle leaves the land for the last time. That's it. Just and then you hear us talking about fucking centipedes. That's it. Shitting into each other's mouths. And it and it means they don't regret their decision. That's <laughs> what <laughs> It's a good choice from yeah. that point of view, yeah, actually. It is. Yeah. So at Toast Indeed asks, uh, what do you do in your spare room?
2: <laughs>
1: um i don't have a I, I i do not have a spare room i wish i had a spare room yeah no. i uh i i mean so my house i'll take you through the house if please you want. do there's uh the hall yeah okay yeah and that is it right so so it's it's a studio apartment i mean you well it it's a wheelie bed right and so you lift up the lid right, like, the door yeah yeah the, yeah, the door like Michael J Fox getting into the a car in it, the that, DeLorean in that. I mean you'll make it sound far more glamorous than I'm picturing so, it but yeah so I'll be like Marty we gotta go back in time I always say that to myself right. just as a little pick me up as you get into your wheelie bed before I get into the wheelie bed right so is there a spare room? There is, in that I don't fill the whole wheelie bin. Right. But it is really just the, the, the pockets of space around your body rather than a spare room, isn't it? Yeah, so so I, what do you what do you do in those pockets of space around your body? Well the problem is because I've been touring with the orchestra, they're staying with me. <laughs> and so we go we all get in. Yes. And so we're sideways, and then we flip up into the uh, the straight-up position. The straight-up position. The traditional wheelie bin yeah, but position. Yeah, you've got the worries of Monday night, then, which is, are, is the, are the bin men going to take <sighs> you away, then? Right, yes. Is, is it green bin night or is it black bin night? And in Ireland, there's a blue bin. What's then. that for? Old air. <laughs> so uh, I've got another question here. Um, at Combine Jarvister says, uh, where do you picture yourself in 44 years' time? So what are we, uh, 2019? That's right. So we're looking at 2063. Three. 20, 20, 2063. 2063. So I'm 43 now. 40, 87. 87. Is that a prime number? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all mathematical, but it literally is. Right. Mathematical. Uh, I'll be dead. You'll be dead. Uh, yeah. I, di- I die at age uh, 86. It's good to know. Like so many of the greats. The funny thing is... Uh, they call it the rock and roll suicide age, don't they? 86. The, well, they call it the death age of the friends of the people who died at 27. That's it. Yes. So, if you think of all the people who will die at 86. Dave Grohl. Yes. Uh, rest in peace. Yes. Robbie Krieger, the uh, guitarist from The Doors. Right. And Jesus' disciples, they all died at 86. Yeah, they all died at 86 yeah. then as well. And uh, the, oh, the other guy from Jimi Hendrix, The Experience,
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah the wrestler, The Experience, <laughs> it was just the two of them rages, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was uh, the I mean, the, the Experience had a good life, set up the Hendrix gin, that's it. Uh, that's, <laughs> In, in honor on, of his dear departed in, friend. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of the, if you if you knock back a, a shot of Hendrix gin, yeah. which is what I love to do. It's I my favorite tipple. We do gin shots. Yeah, you do hear like meow 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 meow. meow. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible they can do that with uh, with whimsical gin with cucumber. Yeah, <laughs> incredible, incredible. Uh, David O'Doherty, thank you for letting us inside you. Thank you, <laughs> David O'Doherty. Thank you for listening to Inside the Comedian with me, your host, David Reed. If you've enjoyed the show, then please help us spread the word by following at Inside Comedian on Twitter.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.